0: Welcome to the very first episode of In My Head, where we talk about everything from being black, mental illnesses, and all around diving into my head. So without further ado, let me introduce myself and let's get into In My Head. So, my name is Brody. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I moved to Atlanta. Been here four years now. Isn't that something? (laughs) I never expected to be anywhere other than Baltimore, but I was blessed to be able to move and uh, chase my dreams. So, I have a mental disorder that is called manic bipolar depression. Um, my mental illness is, uh, it's something because I'm learning to live with it and I'm also learning to grow with it. Um, and I know like a lot of black households and Black families don't talk about mental illnesses as much as it should be talked about. So I want to take the time to talk about it and not just talk about it, shed so much light on it that you guys feel comfortable talking to your friends and or family members or doctors about your mental disorders. And getting professional help and getting professionally diagnosed. You know, we can't be out here with these with this misdiagnosis going on. We can't do that. So let's get the ball rolling, why don't we? So when I first moved to Atlanta, my cousin and I had an apartment together. It was good. Everything was great no complaints my first time living anywhere other than baltimore so it was a culture shock and also a big adjustment i'm so used to having family around and at my disposal and when you uproot your life and you don't have those outlets close by it takes a toll on you and It took a toll on me. So within six months of me being here, I started to get really sick. Now, most people would think, oh, you were just homesick. You need to go home. No, I've never, ever been homesick. Um, Prior, before living in Atlanta, I traveled a lot. Um, for photography, so I was contracted to do jobs and take photographs, and so I traveled a lot, and I would be gone for two, three weeks, sometimes longer, so homesickness was never a thing that I had or gotten. so I started to get really sick, and I didn't know why I't know what was going on um. I was unable to eat. I wasn't sleeping. I I had crying spells and I would just cry and cry and cry. And they got so bad that I would go to sleep crying and wake up crying. Um, I would cry my whole way to work, and it was like a 45-minute bus ride. And then I would get to work and I would just be so distracted by the my own thoughts, you know, the, the, the voices in my head of myself. Um, so I decided to leave my job. Um, I went home, packed the bag, and I flew back home. In the mix of me falling back home, I told myself, I really need to understand what's wrong with my body and what's wrong with me because the way I feel is not normal. So I landed back in Baltimore um, and immediately I got the ball rolling. I made appointments, I got blood work done, everything, you know, like a whole checkup, right? (laughs) And in the mix of doing that, I got approved to go see a um, a therapist and a psychologist. So I went and saw them both. And they told me that I would have to do some tests. Now, the tests they gave me indicated and pinpointed what exactly was wrong with me. So the test came back. Um that I had bipolar disorder. And then they ran more tests. And then it came back that I was manic. So, which gave me the disorder that I have now. And then he asked you questions. You know, do you do this? Do you do that? Do you do this? Do you do that? I think altogether it was like a hundred questions. Um and it, I mean, it, at the time, it was funny to me, but thinking back, it's like, wow, some of these things that I do, I shouldn't be doing as an adult, but that's just my brain telling me to do these things. So with finding out what was going on and getting the correct diagnosis, um, I was put on medicine to help even me out, to help me sleep, to help me eat, to everything else in between. So I decided to um, have a meeting with my family. Now, normally when you have meetings, you gather everyone together. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that, so I just gathered them separately. So the first person I had a conversation with was my mother. Now, we can all imagine what that conversation went like because it's a black woman and a black household. So we can imagine how that conversation went. And if you can, I'll give you a brief synopsis of what it sounded like. I said, Mom, I went to the doctor today. I found what was wrong with me. Um, I have manic bipolar disorder. She then tells me, well, I don't think that's real. I think that you need to just pray about it. I think you need to just move back home. I think you need to move back home, move back in and just start fresh. What? No, that's not, that's not happening. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. So the next person I had a conversation with was one of my aunts. And she's big in church. So again, imagine how that went. And if you can this is how it went. I said, hey, Aunt Debbie. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm home for a few just until I get things situated and I'm released to fly back to Atlanta. That's my home now. And I told her, you know, I went to the doctor and I have manic bipolar disorder. And she goes, well, come with me to church. We can, you know, ask the prayer warriors to put their hands on you and, you know, accept God and, Have him remove those, you know, demons that are holding you down. And, you know, we're asked God to to just flush you clean of all that. And I'm like, what? But she continues on speaking. It's all in your head. It's nothing that you can't conquer. You know, God is the only cure. And I'm just staring at her directly in her face as she's speaking to me about these things. So finally, I say, and this is why I don't tell you all anything, because I'm sitting here, I'm reaching out, and I'm telling you what's wrong with me. And none of you understand. All of you keep telling me that it's not real. All of you keep telling me that it's just something that I made up. So, finally, the last person I told was the guy I was dating. So, we had dinner. We were looking over the harbor, and I turned to him. I said, "Um, you know, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is what I have to do now. This is my life. And he tells me, you just doing this for attention. You're making things up. If you didn't want to leave, you just stayed here. You broke up with me. And I'm like, wait, huh? And I'm telling him, like, this is what's wrong with me, and you attacked me. You verbally and mentally attacked me. Great. So that made me realize that it's not talked about in the black community. It's not talked about in the black households. It's like a weird, ancient creature that doesn't exist in real life. So if it doesn't exist, we don't talk about it. And that put me in a headspace space where I n- knew and I needed to leave. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, and discuss a little more. Be right back. So in this moment, I'm starting to learn how to acknowledge my mental disorder because no one else is going to acknowledge it for me. And I'm confiding in all these people that need help themselves. You see what I'm saying? So with me acknowledging how I feel and my mental state, I knew that being and staying in Baltimore would not be healthy for me. So once I got the clear to leave, that's what I did. I left. So that brings us to the current, where we are now, (laughs) where I'm learning how to communicate through my disorder. And I think a lot of us need to learn how to communicate through our disorders as well. Because yes, you have a mental disorder, but your mental disorder is not you, and you are not it. And I say that because a lot of people like to lash out and be angry say things they don't mean in a world of other things and then want to turn around and blame it on their mental disorder don't don't do that because now you're using your mental disorder as a crutch you're using it as a handicap you're not handicapped stop blaming everything on your disorder. That's unfair. Completely unfair. You know, I, you don't see someone in a wheelchair complaining about being in a wheelchair. No. They know that this is their life and they made the best of it. You don't see someone with a learning disorder struggling or complaining. No, that doesn't stop them from graduating and going to college. So, if all these people with other disabilities and disorders are being achievers and overachievers. You could do the same thing. And I had to learn that myself. Because there were days where I would wake up and I didn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out the bed. I was so depressed. I couldn't get myself out of the bed. I was so sad sometimes that I didn't know what to do. I would go days without eating and not know why, but that was all before. I got the help that I needed. A lot of us need to see and get the help that we so desire. If you feel this way and you know something is wrong, seek help. I've, I have, I could not scream that louder. Get help. You'll be surprised. how you will feel after you get that help you desire because your mom your dad all of your aunts uncles and cousins and friends will never be able to help you the way that a doctor can help you okay now this brings us to the end of the first episode of in my head And I would like to hear back from everyone else. And I mean, the listeners, when I say everyone else. Um, I'm going to start calling you guys my little whispers, because that's what people do when they talk to their friends, they whisper. So let me know what you guys think and how you feel. About this episode and we will communicate later. You guys have a good day. Peace and love. Remember, if you need to speak out, yell it from the rooftops. Don't let anybody silence you because you have a right to speak just like anybody else. Take care.